This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 276. Regret is one of those mind apps, right? Or perhaps the cumulative effect of mind apps. And it's, I characterize it as those if only statements, you know, if only I'd done this, if only I hadn't done that. And so again, one of the, the tools that I give people is ask yourself questions. And one of the questions is, imagine you're in the future. And when you look back two or three or four, whatever years from now, what do you think you will wish you had done? That's one of those regret things, right? What mm-hmm. will I regret doing or not doing? Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, welcome to the Star Coach Show. As always, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler. As an executive and mentor coach, I believe in the power of coaching and what coaching can do, and therefore am pleased as punch to bring this show forward to help give the strategies, tools, and resources needed to build your skills, build your businesses, and use coaching in organizations to help create healthier environments for everyone there. In today's show, we are going to dive into the concept of mind apps, the concept that we have stories playing in our head, we have uh, automatic responses, and sometimes we need to evaluate those and uninstall them. My guest today is Sally Wagner. Sally specializes in helping women reclaim their power over their lives by using different techniques. Some of the techniques that Sally uses are emotional freedom techniques, which we refer to in the interview as EFT. She also uses evolved neurolinguistic programming, NLP, and trauma-aware modalities so that clients can launch into action and gain access to rapid, concrete results. While they're ditching their habits, their behaviors, their fears, their phobias, and limiting beliefs, as well as those decisions that hold us back in life. Sally is a speaker, an author, a lawyer, a real estate broker, an instructor, as well as a life coach. She has spent the majority of her law career in the corporate world, which she shares in her interview, and works in real estate for various industries. So within that, Sally is going to get right into the details of her MSG technique with us. That's going to be all about mindset, skill set, and get off your asset. In today's interview, we're going to do a dive into what, how do we help clients? So in this interview, as in many of the interviews that I bring forward, I, I just challenge you to listen both through what can I apply to myself and what is being shared here that would be super helpful for my clients as well. So I think that Sally is going to definitely be able to help us with that. Sally is coming from Intentional Life Coaching, LLC, 
and is going to give us some links to connect with her in the interview. So without further ado, let's learn all about mindset, skill set, get off our assets so that we can uninstall our mind apps. Sally Wagner, welcome to the Star Coat Show. Love your background. Those of you, nobody can see it but me, but she's got quite the star background going for her. Very in alignment with the show. So Sally, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So we are going to talk about some really important things about mindset and resiliency and just like how our mindset and our skill set and taking action are all so important. I'd love to start with you. You have such a varied career. You are just a multi-talented lady. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the path that you've walked? And then as you've gotten into your life coaching piece of your many talents, what has sort of motivated you to have the focuses that you have? Sure, absolutely. And thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. So I'll do a very high level overview, but I will start way in the dark ages. So when I was at first in college, I started out as a physics major. And uh, then I was one of those I couldn't decide, you know, so I majored in everything for a while. So I have minors in a lot of different things. I eventually ended up in theology. So it was physics to metaphysics, right? And that was kind of my trajectory. I was going to be a professor. I was going to do all that wonderful stuff. Then I got sidetracked and distracted. I went to law school. That's a uh, bit of a sidetrack. Yeah. 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 You know, I uh, spent most of my career in the corporate world, mostly working in real estate and business related issues. Six years ago, I suppose, after we moved from Kansas City, Missouri down to Florida, I started my own business uh, consulting company with a colleague, and we do broker and contract compliance consulting for real estate brokerages. And then a little bit after that, I started a real estate school with a different colleague. So firmly- uh, So many pies, fingers uh, and so many pies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Firmly footed on the real estate and law side of things, not traditionally, but you know, very much a part of that world. Mm-hmm. And- Oh, probably four or five years ago, I saw something, uh, a documentary that kind of sparked my interest and reconnected me to all of those visions I had of myself when I was younger of being a teacher, being a mentor, being a coach. And, but all those messages that we tell ourselves, oh, I couldn't do that. I don't have time. I'm already so busy. I wouldn't even know where to start. Right. Right. And it just kept at me and kept at me and, and just a series of events that firmly reconnected me. And finally, I just listened to those messages. They were unavoidable after a while. <laughs> and, and so that's what prompted me then to look into how would I learn to be a life coach? What would I do? And, and I had been doing EFT for some time, probably now for about 17 years with individuals. And again, going back to my uh, college days, I did an extended like a six month long uh, seminar sort of event on NLP. That was back in the early days of NLP. And so those were always areas of interest for me, I suppose I could say, because I saw 
the benefits that people got from that. Okay. And, and mm-hmm. I love traditional coaching. And I think with when you add in that power of EFT and NLP, you really see great transformation. So helpful. And I know many people, as, as we listen, we think, hmm, how might I want to, you know, take my coaching to the next level mm-hmm. or what's the next training as hopefully this is my little commercial for this. As we are certified coaches, we remember or credentialed coaches, we remember to keep getting our continuing education. So we're not panicking at the end of the three years. So uh, the reason why I ask guests to kind of share some of those things is for those of you who are listening, who are thinking, where do I want to get my next continuing education? You can think about the kinds of trainings that have really helped the guests get to where they have gotten. So uh, for Sally, it's EFT and NLP. I know you do work around trauma as well. And so the focus that we're going to have today is something that you work with people a lot around. And, And you said to me, you know, it's about uninstalling your apps. Tell me a little, tell us all a little bit about what are we going to be talking about when we talk about uninstalling our apps. Right. So it, this is in reference to a coaching program that I developed. It's called Reboot Your Thinking. And my gaps are paradigms. I, I updated the language because it, at least in my mind, it's hard to visualize a paradigm. I mean, we've been talking about paradigms for decades, but what does that look like, right? Right. And yet we all get what apps do on our phones and our other devices. They, they slow things down. They drain the battery. They have competing purposes. Right. <laughs> You know, I, I had that experience yesterday with my phone. I, an app was running and, and it just kept overrunning other apps. So and I was going to say, so they it, sort of take over sometimes in exactly. the background too. Yeah. 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 Suddenly my phone's running itself. Well, that's what happens in our lives too. Those apps, that programming really defeats our conscious choice in life. It takes it away from us. And we're running on autopilot. It's like we're living out the zombie apocalypse, you know, right. we don't have power over our own lives. And when we uninstall those apps, we can reclaim that power of conscious choice. And then we can really decide the life we want to live. And that is exactly what we're going to dive into today. And, and one of the points that I just want to reinforce there is that when we're not aware of what's running in the background, when we're not aware or tuned into those mind apps that we have just, they've become automatic thoughts, automatic negative thoughts sometimes, but definitely belief systems that sort of run under the radar. We have to bring them to conscious level to be able to uninstall them. So what, when we think about our lives and, and creating the kinds of impact and having the kind of transformational life that we'd like to have. Where do we want to start when we think about uninstalling these apps and the way that they impact our transformation? Yeah. So I kind of boil it down into a little acronym. It's MSG, mindset, skill set, get off your asset. And I think that really so, sounds so lawyerish, that last piece. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it really encapsulates a lot of very important principles, Absolutely. right? I mean, mindset is so important. Two people can be doing the exact same thing. And yet, if the mindset is not aligned, you're going to get different results, right? And so, for example, 
you know, are we engaging in exercise and fitness because we're excited about what we're achieving? Or are we doing it as a means to escape? You know, and so the mindset it really determines the outcome. So that's that's just one very simple example, right? right. And mindset is more than just thinking happy thoughts. It, you know, it's not Peter Pan. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of hard work. And that's where the apps can sometimes get in the way because we have that programming. And, you know, the the more we use those thoughts, the more ingrained they are, and the more our thoughts go into those patterns. Right. And so it can be a real process to change that. So, and I think that's the departure from some of the coaching that I've seen and experienced myself, you know, it's all, well, just change your mindset. Yeah. It's not that easy. No, it's not that easy. What else do we need to be thinking about when we think about mindset? So I think it's, you know, start with where you want to be, live the life that makes you come alive. Uh, Those kinds of things, you know, that we hear all the time. And yet it's so true. And when we change our focus to where we're going rather than where we are, or that, where we've been. Yeah, where mm-hmm. we've been, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where the trauma piece comes in, right? People who mm-hmm. are in trauma lack, the, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but they truly mm-hmm. lack the capacity because of brain chemistry and everything else to be forward thinking. And so to ask them to change their mindset can be very triggering. So, you know, yeah. out the trauma aware piece, coaches can sometimes do more harm than good. So it all kind of comes together in that. And I think, you know, to be more forward focused in your mindset is an important piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. And, you know, that just do it kind of is not, there's this, this funny sort of clip that Bob Newhart has on, it's an old clip, but it's, it's this, you know, where he just says, stop it. You know, this woman (laughs) comes into him for therapy and she's talking about all these things that she does. And he's like, just stop it. And it's not that easy, you know? So and yet, if we help somebody get that vision towards where they want to be and what that future looks like and, and begin to chunk it down and help them get clarity mm-hmm. about that and get away from the spin that we can stay in in the current, that those are, but it's a process and it's not just a flip of the switch. Exactly. Yeah. If it were that easy, we would have already done it. Oh right? my goodness. Yeah. If, if everything was as easy as just knowing it, yeah. We would all be, you know, bazillionaires and, and yeah. doing whatever and life would hopefully have no war and all sorts mm-hmm. of wonderful things. So, so mindset, first mm-hmm. piece, this MSG mindset is the M. Yeah. The S is skill set. Tell us skill what we set. need to think about around skill set. Yeah. So skill set. Sometimes we need new skills to have the right mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And so skills like goal setting. Sometimes we we set goals that are too small. Sometimes we don't even have goals because perhaps we're so stuck in that trauma, we can't foresee that we could accomplish something. And so there's a whole range of skills that we talk about. We talk about stacking skills. And I'm referring to Scott Adams and some of his work right now, the Dilbert guy, you know, he talks about stacking skills and it makes so much sense. Uh, and, and I feel like that's what I'm doing in my life. That's what I encourage other people to do, to find those skills that you can stack and and just be able to provide more value and more service to people. And one of the parts of that in goal setting is to ask yourself the right questions. And this 
it goes back to how do we identify those mind apps? When you start asking yourself those questions, mm-hmm. you can start to see some of the limitations in your belief. Uh, and so, for example, you know, why is something important to you? Is it important because somebody told you it should be important to you? Right. Or is it because you truly believe it's worthy of you? I mean, I've had that conversation with a lot of people in coaching. You know, one person was like, oh, I I used to want a new car, but now I think I don't want a new car. And a friend of mine said, of course you want a new car and you want that BMW because you were worth it. And she's like, but I don't think I really want the BMW. So, you know, but that's the kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, do we want the car and the house and the clothes and everything else because everybody else told us we should? Or is that really something that motivates and lights us up and those kinds of things? Exactly. Or is no judgment on either side? It's just what do we want? Yeah. Yeah. But it all comes down to my choice, right? Right. What is my choice? Am I living out somebody else's life? Right. Or am I living my life? And, and, you know, I've done it, you know, for a long time that I lived out somebody else's life as if it was you know, planned by the alien overlords or something. And and then when we start making our own choices, we can decide, is that really valuable for me? Or is it because somebody else told me? Right. Let's go back to skills. Oh, I'm sorry. You were going to say something. Let me go back to skills for just a second in the concept of stacking. And if you can Mm -hmm. give an example to the audience of what skill stacking might look like. Yeah. So uh, in what I'm doing, uh, you know, I had the skill of EFT and then I thought, wow, uh, NLP is a pretty powerful tool as well. I think I'll add that. So mm-hmm. I kind of picked up in my learnings and certifications with NLP. And then I thought this trauma aware piece is so important. I've experienced it in coaching situations. I've been on both sides of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've done that. I've added that piece to it as well. So I'm stacking those skills. You know, it could be learning a a new language Mm -hmm. uh, so that you can more effectively communicate with other people. Uh, It can be all kinds of things. Right. No, excellent. I just wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit more so people could begin to kind of visualize that. So we look at the mindset. We look at what skills do I need to add to bring that mindset forward to help me achieve the kinds of things that are going to help me move forward, help me transform. And then that get off your asset. Let's explore that a little bit. So we have to take action, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's what you said. Uh, We can know it. And if we're not putting in the to practice, then it's just a nice philosophy. We have to take action. And, And that's a skill in and of itself, right? How many procrastinators do we know? We, we all have it can be guilty of that at yeah, times. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. yeah. We've all done that, right? Mm-hmm. And and we can have that tendency. And so that's that's a skill set, that's a mindset, and, and it all comes together when you take action. And so the this is where we get down to the daily stuff. The goals are fabulous. We all need goals. We want to have that big vision of where we're headed. And yet We want to break it down into daily activities that we can do readily and happily and willingly. Uh, Imagine, you know, your your perfect today, uh, something that you would never get bored doing. And that's what you want to break it down to, those daily steps that are going to move you in the direction of your goals. You're not going to get to your goals every single day, right? And yet we can still experience success 
by moving in the right direction. Right. And when you do that daily, that's what it's all about. Because that's where you make change. You make change on a daily basis. So good. So yeah, it's that that concept of you can do all this work around mindset. You can even add skills. But if you never take action mm-hmm. to begin to move you towards that, then you're sort of in that perpetual analysis paralysis or yeah. learning. I know some people I absolutely adore who just, and I shouldn't say just, but like this concept of well, let me just go get another certification or let me get, you know, another degree or maybe, and and it's like, and where's the action piece of that? When are you going Mm -hmm. to, you've got wonderful ideas and you've got wonderful training now. And when's that, you know, the next shoe going to drop? When are, how are we applying that? What's, what's the action that's going to be taken? Right. Yeah. And that could be an app in itself, right? That we think we have to get more and more and more and more. And before we're good enough or worthy or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I I think worthiness is a huge concept for a lot of us. Perfectionism, you know, that's a a huge mind app. Because if I think I have to be perfect and I know I'm not going to be perfect, then I'm not going to do it. Right. And then that fear of failure or fear of looking foolish or fear of, you know, so that fear-based emotion takes over and sort of blocks Mm -hmm. our courageousness and our love for ourselves and those kinds of things. Yeah. So when you, how is it that you work with your clients around this whole concept of MSG? So a variety of ways, you know, sometimes people will enroll in a formal coaching program and I offer several, including my reboot program. And then I also offer um, hourly sessions, you know, maybe it's, uh, I, I call it the, you know, the spot treatment, right, right, <laughs> EFT or NLP, somebody's like, gosh, I just need to get through this event that's coming up, or, it, you know, I just want to get rid of this habit that I've had, and I just can't seem to do it. Uh, nail biting or hair twirling or, you know, whatever it mm-hmm. is, maybe it's not annoying to you, but trust me, somebody else finds it annoying, right? Right. <laughs> And and truly, those kinds of things affect how we present to the world. They whittle away at us every day. If I'm feeling less than myself because I have a habit that, Mm. you know, maybe I don't want to have anymore. It does make me feel good about myself. And it's sort of, yeah, it's maybe some shame comes into that. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how then can I present myself as an accomplished person when I have this habit? You know, my big thing used to be a drinking Diet Coke and knowing that it was not a good thing for me to be doing. And I just kept at it and at it and at it uh, with EFT and and other methodologies. And one day I woke up and I was just done. Just (laughs) done with it. Just done. So it works, you know, and Mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes time because those habits are ingrained, right? And, And they're related to other things like sense of worth and all those things. So I got a little bit sidetracked. So yeah, so it can be a spot treatment like that, which I think is very valuable. It could be a whole series of programs like that, like a set protocol that we follow for six Mm -hmm. to eight sessions, uh, Mm -hmm. where we're going to accomplish a specific thing with regard to relationships or career goals or whatever someone chooses. And all this kind of comes in together with that. yeah, Yeah. And the power of doing it in tandem, I think is amazing because, you know, again, thinking happy thoughts, we can all do that. And yet where's the real change? 
And when we add in that thrust of EFT and NLP, I think it, it really can be very transformative in a relatively short period of time. So, so helpful. And when we think about one of the things you said when we did our pre-interview was uh, this whole concept, and you were talking about it a little bit, and I wanted it because that you said from regret to resilience. And I just think that's such a powerful just phrase just to kind of like remind us what we want to do. And so when you were just talking about the different kinds of work you do, I thought, oh, there I'm hearing some regret to resilience and those guys. So what would you share with the audience about the concept of regret to resilience? So uh, regret is one of those mind apps, right? Uh, Or perhaps the cumulative effect of mind apps. And it's, I characterize it as those if only statements, you know, if only I had done this, if only I hadn't done that. And so again, one of the, the tools that I give people is ask yourself questions. And one of the questions is, imagine you're in the future. And when you look back two or three or four, whatever years from now, what do you think you will wish you had done? That's one of those regret things, right? What mm-hmm. will I regret? doing or not doing. Mm-hmm. And, and I've certainly had regrets in my life, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and we can regret things that are not true. So for example, my, my first husband passed away many years ago, and there was so much guilt and regret about that, you know, oh gosh, if, if only I hadn't given him permission, if only I hadn't fallen asleep, as if that would have changed the outcome, right? right? right. And yet we allow ourselves to believe those kinds of things and they hold us back from living our lives. We're suddenly stuck in that regret and we're not moving forward. And so to be able to step out of the regret is a very powerful thing for people because we're freeing ourselves from the past. Mm-hmm. And, and there've been so many studies done around regret and Uh, Bonnie Ware, I think we talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. she's been very uh, instrumental in studying the the top five regrets of people at the end of life. She worked with people as a hospice nurse, I believe, Mm -hmm. and she's written extensively. And and the top regret is, I wish I'd had the courage to live my own dreams and goals, to live my own life rather than the life that was expected of me. How powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even mid-career professionals have a similar regret. You know, I wish I'd pursued my own interests and my own studies rather than what other people expected of me. And so when we can move out of that regret, which is backward looking, Mm -hmm. uh, into resilience, but the middle step there is resistance because the regret is familiar and it's scary to think about moving out of it. Because it's a mind app and it's our programming and it's how we think and feel and believe about ourselves. And so when we can use these tools to move out of that regret and resistance, then we can move into the resilience. And resilience is so important. It's those huge action steps right there to build resilience. Uh, And it's so simple. It's not like a huge thing, you know, Uh, it's but it's getting down to that daily activity. What can I do every day to build resilience? And I can reach out to people. I can network. I can connect. I can play a game. I can work mm-hmm. a puzzle. There's so many things that we can do to build our self-efficacy, to build in that belief that 
what we do matters. You know, like William James said, act as if what you do matters because it does. Oh, all such great information. What, if anything, have we left on the table regarding (laughs) this? And I'm sure we could go on and on, but any key things that you wanted to be sure we touched on as we're closing out our time today? I would just say, you know, look at the areas in your life of resilience. And there are four major areas. It's physical, emotional, mental, and social. And what are some simple things you can do every day to begin to build resilience? And they are simple. You know, it it can be as simple as, as I said, reaching out to somebody, texting somebody and saying, hey, how are you doing? Haven't heard from you in a while. Or, you know, you can work a puzzle. Uh, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things that build mental resilience. So it's not like you have to do a major overhaul of your life. And yet, as you do it every day, you will find amazing results. Oh, so helpful. Thank you so much. Sally, if people want to connect with you, understand more about your work, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, They can check out my website. It is Sally Wagner, S-A-L-L-I-E, Wagner.com. Excellent. We'll have the link for that in the show notes for this episode. And uh, Sally, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I know you just got back from travel and you jumped right into the interview with me and I appreciate that. It's just a joy to spend time with you. Likewise. Thank you so much. So my question to you is, what apps do you want to uninstall? And how are you going to go about doing that? I thank Sally Wagner again for being on the show. In Sally's bonus question for our members only community, she answered the question, what is the most important question that she has her clients ask themselves? Was super good. And if you want access to that information, be sure to stay tuned for more information about the Star Coach Community membership site that is coming your way. If you want to know more about Sally and be able to connect with her, be sure to go to starcoachshow.com slash 276, starcoachshow.com slash 276. I invite you back next week as I will be visiting with Kristen Molinar. Kristen is from Yes Boss, and she is going to share the advantages to being a guest on podcasts, as well as tips for getting onto podcasts. So that is another avenue around business building. Be sure to come back next week for that. Thank you for helping the show get to 100,000 plus downloads. I have every intention of our next 100,000 coming right around the corner. So if you know somebody who would enjoy the show, who might not know about the show, please share it with them. And if you are so inclined, please leave a rate and review wherever you listen to the podcast so that more people can find us. As we draw to a close today, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success relationship success, life success, and we will see you next week. Have a great one.